Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome once again to the BTSC that's behind the steel curtain family of podcasts and my friends. The Steelers are getting ready to play the Denver Broncos. But first, as we always like to do, we like to have a bad week. And that's me, Brian Anthony Davis, the podcast producer here at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And we want to take a look back at the week that was in Steeler Nation, starting with last week's debacle in Green Bay. We're going to get to that. But remember, check out BTSC for all of your Pittsburgh Steeler needs. You know it. We say it all the time. It's your one-stop shop for Pittsburgh Steelers. It's your non-stop shop for Pittsburgh Steelers. On the editorial side, on the podcast side, 25 plus, and I'm saying plus because there's close to 30 now, original podcast. It is so much fun to be able to provide this content for you. So tell your friends, tell everybody about it. There is something for everybody, whether it's editorial, whether it's something that's, you know, kind of like a commentary. If it's film study, if it's poking fun of social media, if it's straight news, breaking news, we've got it all here, all kinds of fun, frivolity, and truth here at BTSC. So let's get into the week that was, and I got to give you a little backdrop on this whole thing. So as BTSC continues to recap the past week's events for our readers and our listeners, we were thinking, why don't we go ahead and ask one of our writers or podcasters to go ahead and do this? They made a big mistake. 
Where they went wrong was they asked that one narcissistic writer that would put a bizarre spin on it to do it. Also, he's going to talk about himself, and that's me. That's what I do. So let's all take a look at a bad week in the Berg together. Let's start off with Sunday 10-3. It was another week and a third bad loss for the Steelers in what will go down as one of the worst calls in history besides when Jesse James caught that ball December 2017. Jesse James caught that ball. Also, it'll go down in history with other bad calls like the Keenan Allen, the offsides with the Chargers back in 2018. It's going to go back in time with another horrendous call, which was the coin toss back in 1998, Thanksgiving Day with Jerome Bettis. Uh, wow. it's there, There's some bad calls, but this one was really egregious. And even Sparator on Fox. No, it wasn't Fox, was it? Do they do Fox? No, it was, it, it was uh, CBS. Even Gene Sparator said, yeah, that was not offsides. Joe Hayden was called offsides, as you know, on a blocked field goal that Minka Fitzpatrick took all the way to the house. But the play was negated when as soon as that flag went down, you're like, what? And the pack never looked back. In the end, Green Bay beat Pittsburgh 27-17. The Steelers fell to 1-3. and three. But this Cliff Notes version says it better. And what do you think I'm talking about? Joe Hayden went on Twitter. He had three words. I wasn't offsides. Joe Hayden's mad about it. Danny Smith Jr.'s mad about it. Minka Fitzpatrick's enraged about it. Everybody in Steeler Nation, I'm sure Pittsburgh dad's mad about it. Everybody's talking about it. I wasn't offsides. That needs to be a t-shirt. He was not offsides. But that greatly impacted the game. And that was the big story out of last Sunday, October 3rd. Let's go to Monday. It didn't get much better because, man, Steeler Nation was enraged. Ben bashing, as in Ben Roethlisberger, has definitely been all the rage as the future Hall of Famer had another rough game. Number seven did reach a huge milestone, though, by throwing his 400th touchdown pass. But Steeler Nation is busy trying to name his replacement already. And so, once again, Ben Roethlisberger, the eighth quarterback in NFL history with 400 career passing touchdowns. He's also in sixth place all-time passing as well. So, big deals all around. But I know the feeling. I once ate 400 Arby's beef and cheddars in one year, and my starter wife, the ex-Mrs. Bad, what did she do? She replaced me, too. She talked about replacing me and then did it back in 2003. So, Ben, I feel your pain, my man. I feel your pain. If you're anything like me, you're going to come back like a phoenix and rise from the ashes because Mrs. Bad number two is pretty, pretty good now. 15 years plus. Woo! Tuesday, 10-5, Steeler Nation seems to keep on going in that direction with thinking about, hey, who do we get to replace Ben Roethlisberger? And they found a guy because the fans seem to believe that the Mike Tomlin Aaron Rodgers Flirt Fest 2021 will lead to number 12 wearing a Steelers uniform in 2022. Now, sure, we know that it will never happen, 
and that the football gods probably won't allow it. But, you know, for a lot of people, they think it would be awesome to exchange one aging quarterback for another aging but mouthier version. Aaron Rodgers did go on the Pat McAfee show, which is a great show, by the way. I I love Pat McAfee. And he debunked it. But many fans are already ordering their number 12 jerseys anyways, despite the fact that Terry Bradshaw would probably never allow those digits to adorn another man's chest in Pittsburgh. But the Tribune Review put a tweet out and they quoted Pat, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers from the Pat McAfee show. If you ask me a question about Mike Tomlin, I'm going to tell you how I feel about Mike Tomlin, Aaron Rodgers said. If you want to take that and run with it and say I'm angling from for some sort of next team or something, I'm not. Mm, you never know. Ben Stonium had this great post with Adele's hello and them winking at each other. And uh, is love in the air between Rodgers and Tomlin and can he be coming to Pittsburgh? There's a long season to even think about that. Embrace what you got. Embrace number seven and hope he comes out of it. On Wednesday, 10-6, running back Anthony McFarland Jr. was tweeted out by the Steelers as returning to practice today, but remains on the reserve injured list. Now, we have 21 days to activate him, said the tweet to the 53-man roster. If he is not activated during that period, he cannot return to the active roster for the rest of the 2021 season. We saw this same tweet last week with Zach Banner. We're probably going to see this same tweet. Spoiler alert for later on in the week. Stefan to it. Now, bottom line, Anthony McFarland Jr. could be back soon. Somebody call Bed Bath & Beyond, though, because it could be curtains for Benny Snow Jr. And I'm not talking the steel curtain variety. Thursday, 10-7. The Steelers, for some insane reason, did not want to hype the big meeting between Teddy Bridgewater or Drew Locke versus Big Ben Roethlisberger. So they went on with a spotlight on their website of two defensive stalwarts living on the edge. Yes, position spotlight between Von Miller and TJ Watt, two of the best in the business right now. Von Miller, 13 tackles on the season. T.J. Watt, 11. The tale of the tape continues with sacks. T.J. Watt, 5. Von Miller, 4.5. Quarterback hits, 8 for T.J., 7 for Von Miller, and 2 forced fumbles for T.J., as opposed to 0 for Von Miller. And keep in mind, T.J. missed a game and a half in that entire mix. So that's pretty amazing. Getting back to this. They're promoting these guys and all their accomplishments. And I think that's awesome. You should. But where was this kind of promotion for the Big Mac eating contest between me and Denver Stonecker in West Virginia back in 1996? Some epic showdowns, my friends, just don't get much fuss. There must have been at least eight people packed in that West Virginia McDonald's that momentous October day, and I just don't get it. It should be a thing of legend, and it just is not. And that rankles me to this day. I could be, you could be talking about Brian Anthony Davis in the same realm as Joey Chestnut. And I was skinny back then, but I could just, I I could do it. I, I couldn't do the competitive eating now, but I could do it back then. But no, no, we're, we can't. You know why? 
because there wasn't the promotion. So I need to hire Bert Lawton and uh, some people from the, the Pittsburgh PR department and go back in time and have them help me out. And you might know my name for something different. Um, some of you don't know my name now. Here we go. Let's continue with Thursday. Uh, yesterday saw the return of practice. Practice? Practice to that of Chase Claypool. And that is a big, big deal. And today marked the return of speaking to the media of Zach Banner. What does that tell you? That tells you that if he's speaking to the media, he's probably going to play. So look for that announcement coming up soon. I got to tell you, a once stable stable of Steelers linemen has now become the Rubik's Cube of football. Adrian Clem, you've got to solve that thing soon, my friend. Also on Thursday, busy day in Thursday. This is really interesting. Jameer Jones, remember him? I love Jameer Jones. We all loved him at BTSC. We called him the Isaac Redman Award winner. He's now a Los Angeles special teamer. He blocked the punt in the Rams win over Seattle on Thursday night football. But it was amazing because the punter picked it up again. Australian punter. He's like, ah, there's no rules. And apparently it's a rule you're allowed to do this. After the punt was blocked, he kicked it again and got it away. Amazing. Just a week ago, the Steelers sent the camp phenom packing and that being Jameer Jones. The Steelers may live to regret that decision, just like I hope the ex-Mrs. Bad wakes up in a cold sweat over the errant judgment to boot me 18 years ago. I doubt it, but one could hope. On Friday, 10-8, check this out. There was another, I spoiled this earlier. I said spoiler alert, and you're like, what are you talking about? It's Stefan Tuitt. Stefan Tuitt in a tweet from Matt Freed, PGHPG. I believe that's Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Steelers defensive end Stefan Tuitt works out during practice Friday at UPMC Rooney Sports Complex and a picture of a lean-looking Stefan with a knee brace and pretty cool black and white Nikes. I like this. It would be huge if number 91 can come back and play again in 2021. The Steeler front seven has really missed to it even more than I missed the McRib. But if that delectable slab of fake rib meat, rib meat, diced onions, and a lone pickle can return on November 1st to rave reviews, it's happening. So can to it. But unlike the McRib, let's hope that Stefan won't be back for merely a limited time only. Saturday, 10-9, to quote the venerable Steve Martin from the 1988 comedy classic, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, wow, all I can say is wow. Thoughts and prayers, and this was at CC from DeBerg on Twitter, had a nice little message with a picture. She went shopping. She went to Dollar Tree, found these at Dollar Tree. It's Steelers batteries. It looks like uh, AA and AAA batteries. And she goes on to say, gotta put them in my vibrators. It's one time I can guarantee the Steelers won't let me down. Hysterical laughing emojis, two of them. Now I looked at this, I'm like, all right, that's pretty funny. I'm thinking, all right, she's a little raunchy, but this lady's right. Definitely right. And I gotta tell you, I come from Johnstown, PA. And where I grew up, we have a saying about people like at CC from DeBerg tweets post like this 
Simply this, three words. Let's date her. All right, for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. It was a significant week that was for the Steelers, mixed in with my black and gold loving life, so I'm sure next week is going to be full of Steelers happenings as well. We gotta do this again. Have a great week, my friends. Be sure to check out BTSC for everything you need. So I told you, have a great week, but eh, scratch that. Better yet, have a bad one. Oh, how it rips me, but love makes me live for tomorrow.